0: The Inside Vegas Podcast and the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented to you by MyBookie.ag. Right now, to honor football season, MyBookie.ag is offering up to you $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, $1,000 in bonus bets for your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by BetQL. It's the only app you'll need to make smarter bets and outsmart Vegas this season. You can track line movement, history, score sharp data, and use a powerful algorithm that gives out their best plays. If you're serious about making money in sports betting, you need a serious app. Head on over to the App Store or Google Play Store and download BetQL, and make sure to follow them on Twitter at App. Welcome back into the Inside Vegas podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We have been hot and heavy with the NFL content, spread investor last episode, before that as well, uh, really breaking it down from a, a big picture narrative, and it is time for the college football season that kicks off tonight being Thursday. And we're bringing on Tom Judge, who is a uh, sports better in Las Vegas. To break down this from a big picture, we're going to talk about our favorite futures. Um, if you went and downloaded the ebook, um, he helped me out kind of doing that and has been really working um, you know, side by side with me for a little bit um, when it comes to the college football and NFL season as a whole, man. So we're going to welcome on Tom, And How's everything with you? Normally I ask about weather, but we are both sitting, quote unquote, in studio in Las Vegas right now um, with that, Ben. But for anyone that doesn't know you and kind of, you know, your story of moving across country to, you know, pursue sports betting kind of full time. And I know you've worked with, um, James for spread investor for a while. Um, but kind of, you know, what your background and story is about, you know, moving here to pursue this kind of full time.
1: Well, uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, I moved out here, um, end of May this year. I'd been thinking about it for a couple of years and, you know, really just pushed all my chips in the center and decided that this is you know what I'm going to do and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, uh, to get there. And like you said, working with James and uh, guys like yourself is, uh, you know, a great first step in that direction. And, uh, you know, just trying to soak in as much as I can uh, while I'm here.
0: Yeah, man. So let's, let's talk about this college football season. And you'll always talk, you you'll always hear me uh, talk about uh, narrative as probably one of the biggest things that I really buy into. So when we look at this upcoming year, What is kind of some of the biggest things, you know, overarching that you see, uh, whether it's, you know, a specific conference or just kind of, you know, the national title picture, just, you know, a couple of things that really stick out to you when you talk about the biggest, what potentially the biggest storylines could or or would be or or will be when it comes to the upcoming 2019 uh, college football season.
1: Uh, Well, for me, I always, I always look to the Pac-12 and the quest big question is, will they get in this year? And there's a lot of people high on Oregon, a lot of people high on Utah uh, people seem to always be high on Washington, uh, especially now with, uh, Jacob Easton transferring there. Uh, so that's, that's a big focus for me is the, um, the status of the PAC 12.
0: Is there, when you handicap football, I man, and again, you, you have been posting your place for free and all that with write-ups and, and all those, um, all that type of stuff. Do you put more stock into kind of the system versus the talent versus, you know, kind of what makes the biggest impact with you year to year and change when people come in, people come out, all that type of stuff?
1: Uh, well, I think, you know, it's, it's good to use a combination of different stuff. You like to look at the head coach, um, who's coming back, who's who played well last year, who's in a position to see the field more this year, um, what direction the team is going in. Um, you know and how how they came on, how they finished last year is big is, is what I like to look at too. Uh, if you look at teams that finish their year with a bowl game, uh, they tend to do pretty well early against the spread uh, the following season.
0: Narratives, man, let's talk about it. To me, look, Trevor Lawrence has all of a sudden been anointed a god and the best you know college quarterback of all time. And I'm not taking away from what he did; it was absolutely incredible. I just don't know if i if I'm there yet, I think that Clemson maybe got better on offense somehow yet that defensive line and defense as a whole was is worse there's there's no doubt about it. um, it's still incredibly good, but I don't know how you can replicate the you know or how you can find again you know, what they lost in terms of talent when you talk about that whole unit that basically went on to the NFL I have a an issue with this how do I say it? I can't get – and I I just feel like Lawrence is – his game is not how he runs and everything like that. Tall, lanky. I know he's trying to put on mass. I can't get that injury out of my mind. And I, I know he only went out for whatever it was a quarters or whatever it was uh, in that game. I think it was Syracuse maybe. Um, I can't get it out of my mind. And I just can feel like I see this playing out that every bet that anybody places on Clemson, whether it's over their season win totals uh, to win the national title, uh, and you know Lawrence in theory Heisman, everything is tied to him. Um, his backup was bad from what I saw. It, or again, he's had all year to, to work on it. Everything is tied into Lawrence, and so when I when I think about that, I think the best way to do it is look for the best odds. Right, so if you want to buy stock in Clemson, so when you do that, season win total, you're going to get minus one ten. No thanks. Uh, national title. Uh, Plus 300 to plus 250, depending on where you shop. But, you know, and then Heisman for Lawrence, uh, uh, same thing. Those are really, they're all tied together. And you, it's the same bet in my mind. Because if Lawrence stays healthy, I think he wins the Heisman and Clemson at least gets into the title picture. Uh, We'll get into kind of national championship predictions later. But do you see it the same way? And are you ready to buy stock in Lawrence and Clemson?
1: I do. Um, You know, this team... Lives and dies with Trevor, and uh, if something were to happen to him, uh, so would the national title hopes uh, and win totals and everything. So, um, you know, at this price, not something I'm running out to uh, go and a grab, but, uh, you know, you, you just got to pray for the best with, uh, with Trevor.
0: Let's talk about a pissed-off Alabama team. Um, embarrassed on a national title by one Trevor Lawrence and this Clemson team, you know, there's a lot of uh, stats out there that, you know, preseason number ones don't do well, all that type of stuff. Uh, but is it, as easy, is it as easy as just saying Alabama and Clemson are going to play for what, the third straight national title after, um, you know, basically uh, flip-flopping the winner of that game uh, for so long now? And again, there's so many kind of trends and all that type of stuff when it comes to the national title and the winner and the data behind kind of who does it, but to me, Alabama is going to be Alabama, um, you know, Alabama first quarter was so, so big against the spread last year, but when you really look at what this, this is where I want to bring in the next kind of narrative and point when it, when we uh, talked about Oklahoma, in the last, what, God, two years, not even, these are the series of events that have been put into motion. Tua Tagaloa took the starting job from Jalen Hurts at Alabama. Kyler Murray took the Heisman away from Tua. And then Trevor Lawrence took the national title away from Tua. And so those three, I think, are really going to be incredibly linked this year, or at least they should be. And for all the you know Tua versus uh, Lawrence hype that's going to be out there, I think people are largely discounting the narrative that everything was put into motion by Jalen Hurts. And so those three teams... Specifically, when you talk about that fourth um, playoff spot, when it comes to Oklahoma, it's it's really a crazy narrative to see three people kind of set in motion and change the directions of basically three different programs. Not to mention awards in Heisman national titles, all that type of stuff. Is there anything about that, or, or kind of do you see Oklahoma or Hurts as kind of the forgotten piece in all this?
1: Uh, well, definitely the the spotlight's going to go to. Alabama and Clemson as it should, you know, until someone kind of forces them one of the two out. Uh, It's going to be, you know, Georgia's responsibility to get their nose in there and Oklahoma, as you said, but um, these teams can use that as motivation to go forward. Um, But don't, don't think Clemson and, and Bama aren't looking over their shoulder. They know exactly who's behind them. So if they just, you know, if Bama keeps churning the machine and uh, Clemson does the same with, you know, their little bit of an easier schedule, it's it's certainly shaping up to be another uh, another rematch.
0: Let's talk about bets, man. Let's talk about where these come from. And again, this is all available in the 75-page ebook that we put together when it comes to the futures market, the narratives, all that type of stuff. Let's start with the Heisman. A couple, you know, nuggets in here. Four out of the last ten Heisman Trophy winners were off the board entirely uh, before the season started. 50% of winners started uh, with 100 to 1 or greater odds in the last 10 years. So out of the last 10 years, half of those five years, 100 or 1 better. Um, and what else did we have in there? Over uh, the last 11 winners, their team has won nine or more games 100% of the time. Nine of the last 11 winners were quarterbacks. Let's talk about the chalk, man. Oh, we, we touched on Lawrence. We touched on Tua. Either one of those, um, should they be a bet? The way that I like to kind of approach them is I'll play a small bet on, on the chalk no matter what just to kind of, I do this with Cy Young when it comes to Scherzer, um, Sale, Kluber a little bit just to kind of cover my bases and I don't want to say pay for my bets, but it's it's not, no guarantee for sure. But do you uh, think the chalk has any value to kind of buck this trend of of the long shots and guys coming out of nowhere?
1: Um, well, you know, you definitely want to get some some down on the chalkier guys, especially because they're only going to get chalkier as the season goes on. And the likelihood that Clemson and Bam are standing there at the end is is just too great to pass up on um, on a Heisman ticket for either one of these guys, really. Um, and I think another important thing to mention, I know you always say there's no value in a losing ticket, Um since 2008 the uh, heisman trophy winner has come from either the big 12 the sec or the acc every year except for one um so th- that's really a good place to start um you know these it sounds silly but the writers they just you know they're old guys they don't stay up till 11 12 1 1 p.m. 1 a.m. watching hawaii um you know like the true college football fans might uh they're not watching these smaller conferences the Heisman Trophy winner is almost always a quarterback. Um, you know, these are just kind of the kind of the soft guidelines to go through when you're uh, when you're looking for value.
0: Value is very, yeah. It's a weird thing, man. The secondary market has really changed it when it comes to what you can do with it. And so I like to kind of buy position players uh, for value, especially if, if guys have kind of an easier schedule and sell it and do it that way. But Let's talk about and let's. I know we've, we've um, you know talked about these bets and kind of where we're in agreement on and and let's give one out that I think is really really kind of a crazy value here and that's Charlie Brewer of Baylor and I know somebody is out there saying what are you talking about at hundred to one with him? This Baylor program to me, their sanctions are finally lifted, they have their scholarships back and you know when you look at a guy like Charlie Brewer, the quarterback of Baylor. People forget what this offense at one time was, and not to mention the fact that Brewer was the first Big Ten freshman of the year quarterback, or I'm sorry, the first uh, freshman of the year of the Big Ten uh, to come out of Baylor since guess who? Robert Griffin III. Do you know what happened the next year? RG3 won a Heisman. This narrative of 100 to 1 or greater or off the board, it fits totally with Brewer, um, and you look at his schedule and how it lines up, Stephen F. or to start, Stephen F. Austin um, they've outscored them 200 to nothing in their last four, UTSA allowing 403 pass yards, Rice. Um, I mean, this is, people are going to remember, oh yeah, Baylor puts up 90 points a game again. And, and, or, you know, think back to that. And so I think that there's so much value when it comes to a guy like Brewer. You have anything to kind of add to that or, or anyone else that makes some sense?
1: Uh, no, that stat about RG3 is great, um, you know, and, and the sanctions and, you know, the, the cloud is kind of lifted off Baylor for now uh, after a few years of turmoil and, they can really uh, let this offense go to work. And just looking up and down on the schedule, they play they play West Virginia, they play Oklahoma State, they play Oklahoma, they play Kansas. They're going to be able to really move the ball against these guys. And is Charlie Brewer going to win the Heisman? No. Is he going to come down from 100 to 1? You better believe it. So, like you said, the secondary market, is it, its emergence is, is really um, – really benefited the gambler and created a market for, um, for reselling and really rewarding those people who are first in the market.
0: Season win totals. Um, I have a love hate relationship with them. I don't usually play them. I'll play a couple that I feel are really, really off. I don't love tying my money up in a minus minus one ten proposition uh, for that long, unless something is wildly off. And I've done it with player props, which you could say the same thing about, but again, I have to feel really strongly about them, and I will always inherently lean towards an under uh, than an over, just because it's not a bet uh, against injury like an over is by default. Is there any type of um, you know couple season win totals that really stick out in your mind that you really um, you know feel are let's say super off, but have you know that plus EV that makes sense to tie your money up into a minus one ten proposition for an entire season?
1: Uh, well, you know, I got Michigan State at seven and a half. Um, It's now eight, eight and a half places. Um, I I really like this. I see nine wins, maybe even 10. Um, And a good thing to look for when you're looking at season win totals, try and find something that correlates. If you like one team and you're down on another team, you know, and they're going to play each other, you can use that. That's a win right there for you uh, if you feel strongly enough about it. So uh, especially, I know we're talking college, but if we're looking at, at the NFL with divisions, uh, it's easier just because of the fewer teams. If you're down on a certain team and you're high on another team in that division, that's that's a strong case to to make a play on a season win total there.
0: Yeah. Again, not going to dig into every single one. Uh, Colby, I'm sure, has done that on his podcast. And Speaking of one Colby, Dant, he has famously dubbed the college football playoff uh, the college football invitational, and I really do agree with that. And... When you dig into this and kind of what, you know, teams have to do to make the playoff or what the committee, um, takes into account, this is right from the college football committee's website. Um, first thing, the first line on this site is how, how to, or how to select the four best teams to compete for the college football national championship. The first line that is apparently this committee's guidance, ranking football teams is an art, not a science. That is absolutely wild to me. And the next thing that they take into account when we talk about this checklist, I'm going to read them off. This is the order that's on the site. I don't know if they've come out and said that this is what the order that they want to include is. Uh, Championships won, not will win, but championships won, which I think is crazy. Strength of schedule, head-to-head competition, comparative outcomes of common opponents without incentive of margin of victory i don't want to say i'm sitting here and this is crazy to me and this is absolute garbage but i don't i don't understand how you can say that you don't first of all by nature strength of schedule the sec is always going to get that bump inherently so the deck is stacked for the sec but there's no doubt about it. it says it right there it's not their fault they just have the best strength of schedule so out of the three or four of those things that they take into account the sec always is going to have one of them and uh the margin of victory one is absolutely crazy. Why else? How if you didn't take into account margin of victory, every single college football team would be co-ranked number one that went one and zero, oh, based on you know strength of schedule aside. So, um, absolutely crazy to me that that is kind of what has been taken in. But let's talk about this, man. We talk about Alabama. We talked about Clemson. Since 1950, when the preseason poll was released, only 11 teams in 68 years have won the national title as a preseason number one. Alabama was actually the last team to do it in 2017. It failed to do it in um, 2018, and it hadn't been done since uh, USC in 2004 before that, which is over 12 years. Alabama, Clemson, what else kind of, who else? I think that I've largely accepted it. If Lawrence stays healthy, Alabama and Clemson are going to be one and two in the national uh, football playoff let's talk about three and four anything that I just read to you that really sticks out when it comes to that and any teams that you really think kind of, you know, have that pedigree and have those things that apparently the committee is looking for.
1: Uh, Well, I think you look at a team like Oklahoma, uh, you look at the path that the last two Heisman winners went transfer to Oklahoma ball out win a Heisman Um, Jalen hurts has a, an incredible opportunity to do this. The defense is getting better in Norman. Um, you know they they really could um, they they really can make some noise uh, in the SEC. I think Michigan's perhaps being overlooked. Uh, that defense is is really tough to go up against. Uh, Shea Patterson can only be better uh, going forward, more comfortable in that offense. Um, yeah, I think I think those two can really uh, really make some noise.
0: Yeah, Oklahoma's schedule is so fucking easy, man. It, it's crazy to. I mean, you know me. I bet on trends and I bet th- on things until they lose. And the last two Heisman winners were quarterbacks who transferred to Oklahoma. And so I think inherently you got to take a look at Hertz. Uh, you know, four Heisman. Um, and that four spot's up for grabs. And, you know, kind of spoiler, we'll talk about national titles in a minute here. But I think that that four spot is, Mich- you know, comes down to Michigan and Ohio State winner. The loser is going to be out of the picture. comes down to Oklahoma and if they can run the table or not. And I think that no matter who wins or loses the SEC title game, which is probably going to be Georgia versus Alabama, there's a chance that that, you know, loser is the three to two seed, um, depending if it's Alabama or Georgia. So three, um, you touched on Utah. I think that that's a dark horse. Um, Michigan State could be the long shot in there as well, but um, kind of all over the map there. Uh, Specifically when it does come down to, um, to win the national title, anyone else that you think makes some long shot sense to either just make the um playoff or to win it um again I, I kind of just gave away Utah Michigan say who I know you are high on but any other teams out there and I can pull up the odds for you
1: well you know I want to look and say Oregon uh the odds just they're not enticing enough for me it's it's going to be it's hard for me to make a path for Oregon or really any Pac-12 team to get to the uh playoff being that the loser of the SEC championship game will likely get in um you know it just seems like it's going to be Clemson, Bama, uh, another SEC, and possibly Big Ten.
0: Clemson reminds me of what happened, just happened with Andrew Luck. And I know that that's predicting injury and and all that. but I think that there's a narrative that things could go very south for Clemson and very quickly. And I just think it's very, very dangerous to tie your whole season uh, to somebody like that. Do you have any reservations about Lawrence as a player? No, but I just, his style scares the shit out of me, man.
1: I do. And and they were careful with him a little bit last year. And, uh, I got to think that with their schedule, they're going to be a little more, you know, they said they're not going to be as careful. They're going to let the leash off a little bit, but you know, like you said, when you tie your future to one guy, there's, there's really no escape plan here for Clemson. So if, if anything were to happen to Trevor, or I mean, even Etienne, if Etienne goes down, uh, that puts a whole lot of pressure on on Lawrence. Um, you know, to really deliver.
0: Yeah, they are top heavy, man. If you want to bet any of these futures, again, head on over to mybookie.ag. It is football season. Thousands of preseason NFL bets. We have they have college football up, win totals, uh, Super Bowl futures to make the college football playoff. Mybookie.ag has it all. And don't forget, they are hosting their first Super Contest this year. A $100 entry fee, no proxy needed, and a $100,000 prize up for grabs with no VIG. And again, your promo code for up to $1,000 in free play SGP. And if you want to get an advantage over Vegas, you only need one app, and that is BetQL. They already have their sharp data up for week one NFL games, week one college football. Head on over to the App Store, and Google Play and download BetQL and make sure to follow them on Twitter at BetQL app. Any other type of futures bets that you really gravitate towards when it comes to the uh NCAA season, uh, whether it's to win their conferences, uh, to win whatever it is or or paths or anything that's kind of unique when it comes to futures bets, that you know, type of bets that you really try to look for?
1: Um, you know, I like to look at these smaller conferences. Um I think it's a kind of a glossed over market a bit, uh, but there's no, there's no lack of information on these conferences. If you, if you dig, you can find stuff on the mountain West. Um, you know, even like the sunbelt, um, these are conferences where teams tend to be top heavy. Um, you know, I kind of think of the AFC East when I look at uh, some of these conferences, you know, you have, you have New England and, and then you have the rest. Um, and it usually comes down to one or two teams, and if you position it right, um, you can grab one side. You can wait for them to, to most likely play, and um, you know you can cover your your uh, your ass on the other side there too.
0: Yeah, man. The college football market to me is is so fluid, and we saw this happen with Mayfield. We've seen it happen with Hertz, Tua. One game is can or you know one to two games can really change somebody's. Heisman odds, it can blow up somebody's, of course, um, national championship odds um, and all that type of stuff. I'm going to put you on the spot, man, before we get out of here. Who is, got into your head, who is the, um, in the playoff, one through four, and I'm going to put you even a, a step further. Who's
1: five and six just
0: on the outside looking out for this this uh, year?
1: Okay, one, I'm going Clemson, two, I'm going Bama, three, I'm going to go Georgia, for Michigan, uh, just on the outside looking in is Oregon. You're a Pac-12 champion, and then I got to go Oklahoma. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a disappoint disappointing year based on that schedule, but um, that's my six.
0: Yeah, Michigan, man. Until Michigan beats Ohio State, I have to see it because the loser of that game is out, and so. There is, you know, that narrative that based on schedule, winner of that could run the table or or drop one or whatever. I gotta go. I gotta if Lawrence stays healthy, I'm gonna go Alabama one, Clemson two, and Clemson is I would go under in this season. I think something happens with Clemson this year. It's just so hard to repeat the number one data, all that stuff preseason. Um, but if he stays healthy, one two, uh, three four. I think Georgia is the most underlooked team in the country. Same thing with Fromm when it comes to the Heisman. Or I'm going to go Oklahoma. I really just think that this narrative writes itself that Jalen Hurts goes up against Tua or, you know, winner plays Lawrence or or flip that three-way any way that you want to go. Um, But it's must-see TV to see Jalen Hurts versus Tua Talua for a national championship. And again, not that narrative is everything. It's nothing to do with that. Just Oklahoma's schedule, I think, is really going to favor them. And we saw... The committee put in a Washington team with a garbage strength of schedule, just you know, a couple of years ago, whatever it was. So, outside looking in, the loser or the winner of Michigan, Ohio State, and um, I'm gonna go Utah, man. I I know that it's a quote unquote motion and, and sleeper, or a lot of people sleepers, um, even with you know a team like Nebraska, but that's what I feel. Let's do who wins the Heisman and why and how. What is the path and the narrative that happens there um, for you, or your bet?
1: Okay. Uh, hmm. Realistically, I think uh, I think Jalen Hurts steals this one. I think he puts up a uh, just a phenomenal season, and I think we see our third Oklahoma transfer Heisman. Um, like I said, I have them sixth, so not getting into the dance, but um, it's going to steal a little thunder from Tua and uh, and Trevor on, on the big night.
0: I love that play, man. I do. I'm going to tell you what. I think there's a real chance that Charlie Brook could win the Heisman, and I might be crazy, but, you know, at a certain point, it was the same odds as Tyler Lazenata win the Cy Young, and injury aside, that one probably would have hit and probably cost me 20 k so... I'm not making the same mistake. I might, I said this with Glasgow, same thing. I might be a year early, but I'll never forgive myself if I'm, um, or I might be a year you know, early, but I'm not going to be a year late with a guy like that. But the other one I think from is, can do a lot of things. And we can even tie this into the current odds for the number one draft pick next year to a minus 200 favorite from, I think is like seven to one as the next favorite, even over a guy like Herbert. Um, so I'm going to go from, but asterisk and pull this audio Charlie Burrow wins the Heisman at a hundred to one. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else, anything other features, anything like that when it comes to this season, um, who wins the national title? Mm.
1: National title winner. It's going to be Clemson this year repeating. So you think that Clemson
0: can win the national title without Lawrence winning the Heisman? You had hurts.
1: I do. I do. I think. Um, I think, like you said, it, something does seem eerie with Clemson this year. And I think Trevor's going to rely heavily on uh, Etienne this year. Um, it's, it's it's a lot to ask for a guy to repeat the year he had last year when you take away the type of talent that they lost this year. Um, the defense is the whole defensive line is going to be gone. You know, if you can't uh, if you can't control time of possession and let Lawrence. You know, keep the ball in his hand. It's going to be a lot harder for uh, for him to rack up those those numbers.
0: I like it, man. Sometimes the chalk just rolls, and again, as long as he stays healthy, I've reserved myself that those two are in the national title. Uh, you know, picture and, and probably sitting at the top. Last question before you before I get, we get out of here, bro. What? Who is the number one? Who's your number one team that is going to sneak up on people, come out of nowhere? I think you know I've touched on. That. I think that Utah is probably that for me. Anyone else? I think Nebraska is a huge. You know popular pick sleeper. I wanted, you know, I went under their season win total at Frost last year. I wanted to go over, but odds makers have, you're certainly paying a huge Nebraska tax uh, to go over their win total or really do anything. Any surprise teams that you see kind of could make that leap um, in terms of odds of either making the playoff um, or, you know, potentially winning it and just a team nobody saw coming. There's always one. We had Washington a couple of years ago, Notre Dame. I mean, Miami, you know, was what top, I think they were number three last year or four at a certain point. Anyone else that you see that could kind of come to fruition on?
1: Well, a team we're forgetting about, I think, in the SEC is Auburn. Uh, they have one of the best front sevens in all of football. Um, they have Bo Nix, a uh, freshman quarterback, who's – he's not going to start, but he's going to get some playing time um, in the quarterback rotation. They have a kid, Joey Gatewood, who's got a strong arm. Um, you know, this – it's never fun to go up against Auburn and uh, try and put your offensive line against those guys. It's, it's a stiff test for anyone. So let's not forget about Auburn this year.
0: There, You can apply this to NFL, too. There was a betting trend that was when Seattle was Seattle, teams that went up, teams that faced Seattle, the next week, they were absolutely terrible. I forget. I think it was Seattle. Um, because their offensive line and their defensive line was just incredible at the time, and everyone was beat up. And I think Auburn has a lot of those similarities. But um, yeah, man, college football is here. Stoked for it. Um, We're we'll get you out of here. Again, give them a follow on Twitter at the Judge Sports. Um, and again, the seventy-five page ebook that we put together, uh, talking about all of these things, uh, futures bets galore. Talking about the narrative, the data that goes into behind this. Um, you know, all of our personal bet selections, all that type of stuff is available online of course just uh pinned on my twitter i'll probably put that in the link for this as well but um yeah man can't thank you enough for taking the time and we'll talk soon bro
1: thanks for having me on (laughs) let's get these games kicked off